Are you tired of people always telling you what you want to hear and not what you need to hear? Me too. Are you ready to actually do something about it? Hi, I'm Lauren Lahav, and for the past 30 plus years, I've been blessed to speak and to impact thousands of people around the world. I've shared the stage with the world's top thought leaders, including Barbara Walters, Tony Robbins, Barbara Corcoran, and Gary Vaynerchuk. I'm also a personal development, lifestyle, and business coach, event producer, and entrepreneur with businesses in over 25 countries. I'm a wife and a proud mama to three and a bonus mom to one. Trust me when I tell you, it took me many years of buying into my old story of I'm not enough and lots of grit to finally let go of the BS. So I understand firsthand what it means and what it took. They don't call it the school of hard knocks for nothing. This podcast is my way of breaking down the BS filters of what we say, what we do, and how we interact with others. I will be sharing what worked for me, yet more importantly, what didn't work for me. This is a no fluff podcast where we will address real life issues, real issues that seem to surface when you least expect it, relationship conflict and breakdowns, and real solutions. I will share from my life experiences and those of other everyday heroes, as well as the world's top experts are all here to help you grow through the process of letting go and finally expressing your true voice, who you are and what you stand for. In a world of political correctness and living our lives on social media, it's hard to know what is real. And are you taking in so much information, but not applying what you've learned? In my life, I always look to the people who understand what I'm going through and are willing to get honest and forthcoming with me to help me grow through these challenges. Trust me, I've had them all, and I'm going to take the time to be as real as possible and get to solutions. I've had financial issues, parenting issues, marriage issues, emotional issues. You know, the list goes on. I've learned from my challenges, I've grown from them and continue to learn from them. I see them now as opportunities. With this podcast, we're gonna tune up our lives. I'll be your cup of espresso to get you through whatever you're going through in your life that's holding you back, to give you that confidence and trust of knowing someone is there to help and guide you, yet you have to do the work. So strap in, hang on tight, and let's get real. Esther, oh my God, first of all, before we get started, can we just talk about how cute your son is? Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, come on. Come on, like you said, like you become oh, a parent. I thought you were going to say that I was cute, but okay, I'll take oh, well, it. well, he does look like you, so okay, I'll give you that, you know, and I'll give Sherry that too, because he's pretty darn cute, and what I love the most about doing these podcasts is sharing my friends with the world. I mean, I have so many freaking amazing friends and you and Sherry are truly some of my favorite people. Every time I get near both of you or either one of you, or I'm sure when it's gonna happen with your son as well, I just smile. I mean, um, I just can't help but smile. You know, it's it's good to put uh, a smile on people's face. And Kai does it for us every single day. He's just the dangest, cutest, sweetest little boy he's just amazing and he's smart and he's just loving and kind he's just a really cute little kid and he's just a happy little boy and you know 
you know sometimes i'm tired like when he wakes up early like five like oh really can we just do another hour and then he smiles at me and he grabs my face and i think okay yeah you, you got me already. <laughs> <laughs> there's something about there's something about being a parent that really does change you i think you know that it unleashes a part of us in so many different ways. I know that your passion is empowering. We'll, we'll talk a little, you can share a little bit about, I don't wanna read a formal bio because you're so much more than a formal bio, um, but you're an amazing leader. And just everywhere you go, you really do put a smile on people's face. I mean, you walk into the room and the room truly does light up. But what? let's talk a little bit about what you feel as a woman um, about what it's done for you in how you show up, you know, do these tough times. Like, I mean, he was born right in the middle of all of the stuff, right? I mean, I remember having the virtual baby shower. It was awesome, <laughs> that was so much fun. But what have you learned, especially about leadership through these, you know, this past year um, and how we need to step up as leaders in, in, in this kind of uh, new era? Because this is where opportunities really do lie. Yeah, that, yeah, for for sure, it has been a year with challenges, but challenges, you know, represent opportunities. And I think I've learned again for all of us. We are open to learn. It, it really taught us some real important life lessons and business lessons. And I, when I look at the, the life lessons, what I really have close to my heart, of course, is the birth of Kai and going to the NICU and we couldn't be there together. Like, so now as a couple, you're separated for six weeks, like all day long from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. Like, it's just like waving and bye, see you in 12 hours. And so going through that emotional roller coaster of him being born 10 weeks early and then not being able to share that together, that that was challenging. And at the same time, it, it requires a strong mindset to believe in the power. And at the same time, we saw it as a blessing because when you go together, you probably go maybe three hours a day. And now we went each four or five hours a day. So we had skin to skin for at least eight hours a day. And we had really quality time by ourselves, holding him and talking to him and nurturing him and feeding him. And so I think the blessing is always right. You know, you don't see it when you're in the moment. And then when we look back, we talk about one, we had 10 weeks extra with him. We could see him develop and grow right in front of our eyes in our own arms. And then seeing him grow and then being able to be there both for so much time a day i think if he was just they were in a in situation born early he would have been maybe gone that would just work all day and go in the evening three hours right um so it's a blessing i think that's why he's doing so well is because we gave him so much time and skin to skin and sharing with the breastfeeding and i think it's all Everything is divine. He wanted to come at that time. I truly believe that. I love that what you just said that what it, I mean, you know, we, we talk about reframes and deframes and the whole thing, but I love what you just reframed the whole situation and said, it gave us an extra 10 weeks with him. Wow. What a beautiful thing. So what, what would you say? Because I think there's a lot of people that have a story about, oh my goodness, my baby came early and I had to do this and had to do that. And what did you learn as a leader? or as a woman, um, or as women, what did you learn through, through that time? That in every, in any challenge, there is this opportunity to be grateful for. And, and I think I, I became way more grateful last year for one, who I am as a person, because it requires a strong person and a strong mindset to 
keep following your own path and not getting like brainwashed by the media and getting sucked into groups who have their own um, visions and missions on and, and their own opinions about what's happening in the world. And I have a very strong own, I always had my whole life a very strong opinion and I do my own research and I'm very connected to a higher power God and you know, I have my, my guardian angels and I, I truly believe in there's a higher power and there's a lot of energy going on. And I had to, to really reinforce myself to stay true to my own power and through my own energy field and connect with the people who are on the same level as I am. Because you, can, you cannot convince people to think differently. You just can't. Like people, especially in, in, when people are in fear and anxiety and stress and something new and don't know what's going to happen. People are not open to hear. They're not open to see. They're not open to experience anything else than what is in their own world. So um, instead of, you know, blessing to the world, we just, you know, I surrounded myself with the people I like to hang out anyway. A lot of, a lot of our friends are, thank God, on the light side of life <laughs> and the positive mindset and have seen the opportunity, what really happened to us is a massive opportunity for personal growth, business growth, and tapping into what the world really needs right now. And I think human connection, human interaction, communication, um, understanding, uh, supporting is one of those things I truly believe was really coming to the surface on a whole other level. And we tapped into that as a company as two leaders in the in the in the marketplace with free master classes and free training and offering great products and support and mentorship and it came back to us in so many ways and i think the biggest lesson what we also learned i think is a couple is that we're, we're not attached i think we lost attachment to a lot of things yeah that's right? definitely what happened yeah for me too for us too so what specifically for you and because what i've always really i mean we connected right after which I was super excited about that, you know, obviously I wanted to give you space when you guys were going through, um, you know, making sure to be there with Kai. But I think that, I, I think that it was that the great reset, right? And that it was the ultimate um, equalizer for everybody with regards to what happened. But I, I think for me, I, I know the first thing I did was I made a list of everybody that I was a must for me to have in my life. You know, you got, you both were on that list, just FYI, you know, Mary and all of those people. And why, like, I really took a moment, not a moment, like several days and, and wrote a list of the people that I really love and respect and why I respect, respect them and what I respect them for. And why, as I go into this new dimension of my life, why I want them in my life. I'm just curious for you, what, what happened for you during that time? You know, so many things happened at the same time for us, right? It was the lockdown and then um, and then what happens in the business, like you have to pivot, like, as you know, all the stages got canceled, our speaking events, conventions, company conventions, like everything was canceled, like in two weeks, the whole calendar was just scraped for 2020. And um, thank God that's not our only stream of income. Like Sherry is one of the most amazing speakers, in my opinion, in the whole world. And of course, she has so many stages, in fact, so many lives. Like when you speak on stage, it's not about being on stage. It is how many people you can impact at the same time. You're in group, you're really in front of a group of people who are open to receive a message of thousands at a time. And so now we have to go back to, okay, Zoom. And how do you get people engaged 
uh, on a level that you still can make that impact. So you don't lose the connection to why you're actually doing what you're doing. And I think that was one of the things we really talked, how can we just give massive value and really make an impact? Although it's over Zoom, you're talking to a screen and it's a different energy. You just have to look at laser focus with your energy with the, with the same intention, but it's different. And so I think um, Sherry nailed that with the masterclass and we had 4,000 people registered in in 10 days and it was like we had like well what's happening here but i think it was everything was divine timing and uh how it all happened and then sherry on bed rest and then uh, kai was born too early so personal life shifted a lot of energy for us too um yeah. on top of that and then the business we just we had such a strong foundation of many years delivering the same message and the same product and thank god a few years ago we transitioned to a technology company with our AI and our legion technology and our virtual training. So we had that already going on. So we just could, you know, build stronger on that side instead of the speaker side. So we we, we had to pivot a little bit, but actually we, we just could leverage our great relationships and people actually came to us. And it's actually, you know, it's a it's a, a pulling energy instead of a pushing energy. And it's such a different experience. So in many ways, it has actually been really good for us. And I think the blessing of all is that we were home with Kai the first year of his life. He's almost a year in May. He's going to be a year. And normally we're traveling every other weekend to some city to speak, right? And I know for a fact that would have disrupted our family much more than the lockdown uh, had, has done for us. So I think it's a blessing that we spend so much quality time with him at home. And yeah. really being there, right? Like, you know, having a child is a, you know, as you know, you have so many. <laughs> I have so many. <laughs> I'd have more, man. I mean, if these little ovaries weren't all dried up now, I'd have like a whole, I'd have a basketball team if I could. But, uh, <laughs> so, yeah, you know, it's, I think what it, what it all comes back to is the positive mindset and being able to, digest information in a powerful way that resonates with who you are as a human being. And then what you said, who do we want to hang out with? Because well, you cannot hang out with people, but then when I have a Zoom call or a phone call or a chat or even social media, who are my people? And I think it became very clear to me and Sherry, and I think for you too, who our people are and who are not. And, yep. and sometimes it's like disappointing and surprising but people have their own path. So there's the attachment again. Like I'm not attached, like you're in my life for a season, reason or a lifetime. And whatever it is, um, everybody has to follow their own path. And yeah. so, but we became, became very clear on many, on many I, levels. <laughs> I, I agree. You know, it's funny, um, you know, a big part of the event that's coming up, Wealth Mastery is coming up and I'm teaching, um, I'm facilitating Wealth Mastery. And like, as I shared, Tony just got done with his, platinum partner financial program. And the biggest thing was talking about diversity. And I think we need to really understand the importance of diversity because with if certain things happen in the economy or certain things happen with timing and all those things, you have to, you have to do that. And you guys were, you were definitely ahead of the game with regards to the AI. It's so exciting, everything that you're doing. And, and, you know, we probably wouldn't have even taken the time to do this right now. If we had been, we were so busy being busy from event to event. I mean, the only time, I mean, I would see you at events, but how much time do we really get to spend together? 
no, run backstage you know? and then you were back on stage and then you know it, it's a it's a different energy because you know you want to catch up but there's so much happening at events as you and i both know there is really no time to catch up and then you're coming home you're back to running your businesses so actually you know the, the, i love that we have this time right now <laughs> i know i'm like it's almost like we got what we really wanted because we kept saying oh well, we're gonna we gotta get together we gotta get together we gotta talk more we're gonna this and that and so i think god heard us and said okay i'm gonna make it happen y'all might not you know like the way that i made it happen but you know what i've always loved about both of you is that you've always lived a very in a resilient way in a very very resilient way can you talk a little bit about that and why that's such a driver for who you are and how you show up in the world I think it goes back to my childhood where I didn't grow up really happy and, and really suppressed. And one being an identical twin was not an easy, we were literally identical. People had no clue who was Esther, who was Nicole. And so people are so excited about twins, right? But it it is pretty hard on the twins most of the time when they're identical because it's just this identity issue that really occurs until the age of 18. And then you go each, we each went to a different university and then we, could actually build our own life and develop our own personality with our own friends. And, and I, I had a very abusive, you know, uh, experience, um, one with my, my family. And then later with my uh, director of my high school with sexual abuse. And that had an impact on, uh, my self-esteem and how I showed up in the world. And when I was done with my dentistry, um, uh, in Amsterdam, I, um, I actually was in a really bad accident and it really turned my whole life around. And uh, what happened, two motorcycles hit me when I was on my bicycle. It was not a great experience. I can tell you that. <laughs> and long story short, I ended up in the hospital at the ICU for a month. I had two near-death experiences. And I think those two near-death experiences really uh, opened my eyes what's possible in life and that I'm here for a way bigger purpose and that I... You know, it's not my time and I have to develop to become the person that, you know, that I destined to be to make an impact and leave a legacy in this lifetime and turn around the, the karmic and the DNA of our family history. And that I, so I came out of that six month hospital and then I was in a wheelchair and had to recover and it took me three years to get back on my feet, literally to go back into the business world and having a life at the age of 23. So by 26 I was back up, but I, I had so much time for myself because my sports was gone. My business was gone. My friends, there were like three left. So there were the real friends, right? It's very eye-opening. And then I had read so many books and Tony Robbins, and I did so much personal development. I, I had all the DVDs from Tony Robbins. And um, he actually was the one who got me out of, the, of my big dark hole because he inspired me and motivated me to get everything out of me that the world actually needs. And that inspired me to become such a great human being to help others to become uh, what they're destined to become and step into their power and just live their life on their terms. And not on what your parents want or your friends want or your teachers or professors, what everybody thinks is great for you, <laughs> but that's not your soul on this planet so well, but also like what you did it like you took that pain and you turned it you turned it into power you know it would always say turn your fear and you know turn your you know to do it to serve the greater good but what got you what have you learned as a leader that got you to really take action because i think there's a lot of people with good intent they want to do great things in the world you know they they've listened to the books they've been to the seminar they've done all of those things yeah. 
what was the thing that got you to go, that's it, I'm doing it. I'm not just gonna talk about doing it. I think, I think that's what people want. You know, like we, we know from the different professions that are out there, right? You've met a lot of people with a lot of unlimited potential that are out there, right? But there's something that either like holds them back, a belief that holds them back, or there's something to go, I'm just doing it. Like, screw it, you know, let's do it. What made you just be so resilient and say, I've got to do this now? You didn't have that latency in you. You said, I've got to do this now. I think I realized that uh, life is very short and you don't know when it's your time. And I had that awakening when I was 23 years old. And I know a lot of people have experience in their 40s and 50s, either get cancer, divorce, bankrupt, anything else that's really traumatic uh, that changes their mindset or the, their belief of life. And I was like 23 years young. So for me, people say like, you know, that is terrible that it happened. I said, it's actually not terrible. It happened for a reason. It was my biggest wake up call in my life. And it put me on a on the right track of life and I live every day it can be my last and I also have sad days and terrible days that I'm really not happy and you know <laughs> we all have those days but in general uh, I'm a happy person and I choose to live every day if it's my last and give you know give back to the world and um, I know it's not my time. I know I'm going to be very old. I already know that. So it's it's just, but you don't know. And I think that people are always waiting for the right time. And there is not such a thing as the right time. The only right time is now. And I realized that at that time, like I'm in my 20s and they told me I only had maybe a year to live. So it was really interesting to see that the forecasting of my health, like with my legs and my thrombosis and so many limited limits beliefs and limits things got put in my head and I said don't tell me all this stuff like I will decide myself what my limits are because you show up that way I think like I haven't spent a ton of time with you but you're like yeah really let's just just watch me right I'm gonna make it happen with regards to you're one of the ones that lives in that defiance like defy the odds right I think that all of us are like that that's why we I think we have resonated towards each other with regards to that defiance. So let's talk about leadership because I love talking about leadership. Um, you know, I, I think that leaders build more leaders. You know, that's our job is to help people unleash that. What would you say some of the qualities are of great leaders? Um, that they're showing up no matter what, like, and do the dirty stuff. Like, you know, I remember being a manager in a gym and I was managing and then the, 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 the housekeeping didn't show up one morning at 6 a.m. and the gym was opening at eight and I had two hours to clean the sauna, the, the dressing rooms, the toilets, and I was on my knees. <laughs> and I think yeah. doing the dirty work and not being good enough for others or, you know, at a certain level, you think, you know, you made it, but then actually your journey starts because now you have to duplicate yourself. And I think the best gift you can give for yourself and others is staying humble and stay open to learn and grow. And I see some leaders going, getting very arrogant and entitled and think they know it all and they got this and that's where they're going down very fast. So, you know, we, we I still read a lot of books. I, I learn from other people's podcasts and even Facebook lives and we're always engaged with a lot of other leaders. Uh, I think what is a very important skill is to be able to celebrate other leaders, their wins and be, honestly and and really from your heart excited for their win 
That's so interesting. I'll share, I'll, share, I'll share a video. I'm going to share an audio with you after this um, because I didn't get permission. Literally right before that we got on this on this uh, podcast, I had sent a girl who uh, she's not like, uh, she's probably, she's pretty far away with regards to if you were to look at, you know, my immediate leaders, but she just advanced to a position within our company. And I saw this really cool jacket at a, at a, a boutique that a friend of mine owns. And I'm like, God, that so looks like so-and-so, right? And when she goes to this position, I'm gonna get her that jacket. And uh, she lives in Canada. And I think, I think what me sending it to her in Canada was more expensive than the jacket itself, you know? That's but, ridiculous. Uh, <laughs> right, right? Like, I mean, so I, but I was like, I really, really need to send it to her. And she literally, she just left me a message a couple minutes ago, just saying, Lauren, I can't even believe you even remembered. I'm not saying that I'm so great, but I'm just saying it is a pretty cool example um, of it. But the, um, she was like, I can't believe it. How did you know it fit perfectly and all of those type of things. And I think I learned that from Jeff Roberti would say to me, you know, um, you know, just the importance of long-term relationships equal long-term success. Can yeah. you share a little bit about that? Because you've been in, you have seen it all. You've worked with huge companies and from all different industries. So can you talk a little bit about relationships with regards to leadership and taking care of people? I think relationship is the key of, of one life that friendships make life interesting, right? And valuable and uh, that fulfills your experience on this planet. And business is exactly the same. You, the, the, the quality of your relationships and how you treat people is exactly in proportion to how successful you are and going to be. And, and it never ends. Like, it's not so like, I'm, I, I don't have, you know, I don't have more room for friends. Like, I don't have more room for relationships. I don't have more room for more leaders in my life. Like, it's like, it's like an endless opportunity to grow and by aligning with the right people. And I think relationship currency is the most important currency in life. Um, I think in your personal life, aligning with the right people and friendship so you can be 100% you and talk about any topic without being offended or ending up in a fight or even ending up with not being friends anymore because that happened also last year, right? Yeah. And so, and then, you know, not being judgmental. I think the judgmental part is coming from low self-esteem and insecurity. And so if you just are happy with who you are and believe in what you're standing for and you share it with the world without any judgment or opinion about other people's thinking and believing then you know i think that's the best way to go and the relationship currency you know sharon i talk about it all the time it's such an important currency and like it's far beyond money or anything else i think relationships are the driver of, of happiness in life and the driver of your business and so yeah you always should invest I love in that. I love that relationship currency, doing the dirty work. It's funny. I worked at a, when I lived in Vail, Colorado, at, you know, cause I had to move to Vail, Colorado to work on my doctorate of waitressing instead of when I graduated from college. Um, but I remember working at the Vail athletic club and oh my gosh, people with towels. I just remember that people would like use a towel and then they would just throw it on the ground. I'm like, no, please. I have to go wash that at the end of the night. You know, it's like you valued, you're like, you knew how much work that it took. Like you said, when you were worked at that one spot, like how much work it took to 
to fold towels, to wash towels, to, to put everything away, to make sure everything was clean. Um, it's funny because whenever I travel, I learned something from my mom. My mom would always say, make sure that your room, when you leave the hotel room, that you make sure that your room looks exactly like you weren't even there. Right, because the people that in the that have to clean the hotel rooms, they're they're given a limited amount of time to clean those hotel rooms. And I remember once that a girlfriend of mine was on the road with me, and you know, it was a lot. There was trash around, and like she's, and so she's like, "Hey, let's go." And I'm like, "No, I'm gonna, I need to do what my mama taught me, <laughs> which was with regards to picking up and cleaning up the room." And uh, I was really proud because the next time we went on the road, she was with me again. And she helped me, right? Like she saw, wow, that that is, that's the right thing to do. So can you talk a little bit more about when maybe relationships aren't the right currency? Maybe it's a currency that, you know, that, that you need to let go of. Because I, I think as women, I think as women and being the pleasers that we are and we want everybody to be happy and we don't want to upset anybody. We don't want anybody to say anything about us or let's talk about the ones when you need to let go of that and be okay and how that it's okay to let go. Yeah, this, this goes back to the recent season or lifetime. I, I truly believe that you meet people over your lifetime, Right. Uh, for reasons he's in life and even your your love partners like Sherry and I this is both our second marriage we had several relationships like it is you grow and then you uh, if your friends are not growing with you then you outgrow your friends and then it's okay I had one of my friends in the Netherlands I I was friends with her since I was 15 and by the time I moved to the United States a little bit before that I had to have a conversation with her and I said, it's not that I don't like you, but we're so far apart where we started when we were 15, where we are right now, our thinking, our believing, our personal growth, our business life, our personal lives, everything, there's nothing aligned anymore. And when we talk, it's like, a, it's like a dead end every single time. And there's no alliance and energy flowing. And then I said, I just don't want to waste your time. And I also don't want to waste my time. And so I want to thank you for an amazing friendship for so many years. But at this point, like, I just don't have the time and the heart to invest anymore in this friendship moving forward. And I had a real authentic conversation. She said, I never had anybody talk to me like that. I said, no, yeah, there's always a first time. And I said, instead of just not calling or not answering your text or phone calls or just disappearing off the planet, I just at least have this conversation with you. It's not that I don't like you, but it's just not... I have only so much time and so much energy yep. to give. And so and I think that I think that's the answer that it that people really need to hear is that you only have so much time and energy, right? That you need now you need to give to your your son, you know, your relationship, your business relationships and and helping people really be okay that that's okay to say that. Right. I think that that's a really, really important thing. I I apologize. It's not like an endless jar. You just pluck your fingers in the wall and you just, you know, you <laughs> again, right? No, it is that's not how it happens. So, and, and when you're a leader, you give a lot. So I'm tired at the end of the day of giving, right? And, and thank God I also have amazing people that I receive a lot too. But yeah, I, I became way more picky how I hang out with because if we're not aligned, it's exhausting to have conversations and just argue about different beliefs and 
and and and thinking and, and building a business or not a business or having a family or not a family you're like it's like i don't have time for it and it's i respect your opinion and please live your life and enjoy the journey but it's not going to be with me anymore it's just a time and energy thing and you can do that in a very loving and kind way and especially leaders who are in the business world and also have working with teams it's draining. So you have to manage your energy and your time. And there's nothing wrong with setting boundaries and saying no. Like, yep. I think that that's important too, like what you just said of setting those boundaries. But what leadership really is, is doing the dirty work. Yeah. Like you said, like, you know, one of my beliefs is I've always had it as one of my 10 commandments for myself is to do the right thing, even if it's the hard thing. Right. Like, I mean, it's like there are times when I just go, oh, my God, this is going to be really hard. But, man, I'm, it's almost going to feel liberating. Right. To do that versus it, like feeling exhausted or scared or nervous or whatever that it might be for us, you know, to be in that place. So you I know, want to I talk a little bit that from the event business, too. Right. Like sometimes you have to reset a room real quick. Suddenly there are more people than there are chairs. And now everybody's looking around for chairs and then. I just walk and help them to bring chairs in and line them nicely up. And then people that you don't have to do that. You're one of the speakers. I do not care. People need to sit. Like I can carry a chair. I have two hands. <laughs> I have two legs. There's nothing wrong with carrying a chair. Make sure that your, your audience is comfortable and they see that you carry their chair in the room. And guess what's going to happen when you're on stage? They're going to be your biggest fan because, you know, you make them feel well. And you do it, and you do it not to be seen, you do it because it's the right thing to do, to take care yeah. of the people. It goes back to who do you want to take care of? You know, who are the people that you want in your life? You know, the people you take care of, those are the ones. Like if we think that customers are just going to stay because you signed them up once, that's not the case, right? You got to take care of those people. You have, that's what I love about bank, right? Like a really understanding what's important to people because when I got, I just want to go real quickly to bank because I love it because I had a lot of people come to me and present to me in a blueprint kind of way. And I'm definitely not, a, I like blueprints, but it is definitely not my, <laughs> my number one thing. And then they came to me, you know, in a nurturer kind of way. And I already had a community, so I didn't, I wasn't looking for that. And, and then the, the knowledge part was definitely not important to me at that moment. And I'm like, I just want, I'm ready to freaking kick butt, man, let's do it. And so, so many people have been talking to me, but they weren't listening to what was important to me. Yeah. And when Jeff came and he's like, let's do this. You can rock and roll. Let's go fast. So you can build around the world. I'm like, yes. Right. <laughs> and then all these other people came up to me and they're like, I mentioned that to you. And I'm like, but you weren't listening to me. You weren't listening to what was important to me. And so many times we're always selling like the way we think that we want to hear it versus something else. So what motivates you? What about as, as a lead, what motivates you just like right now in your life? What motivates you? And there are a lot of things that motivate me. And I think I got really clear one with being with Sherry in this company for, for seven and a half years already. Uh, and starting as a customer of Bank, like I started as a customer using the product and it changed my life so much. My personal relationship with my family, with my friends and in the business, like I had no clue what was happening. I, my, my, my income skyrocketed and I thought, this is cool. I should sell this stuff. <laughs> And I did. And, and I did, did a half a million in sales in six months in Europe. And it was like wow. everybody wanted to know how to communicate better, how to connect faster, to have a real authentic conversation instead of a sales pitch. And I think 
what I'm really what, what really drives me is impacting people's life by having a real connection and a real conversation because sales is nothing else than having a conversation and really caring about the other person on the other side of the table and not making it about you but making it about them and speak in a way that they can hear you like if you speak Dutch to me we're gonna have an amazing conversation right now my second language is English, so we're still good. But if you start speaking like Chinese or or uh, Portuguese, like I, I will smile at you and I will nod my head and I will maybe have a drink with you and just try to figure it out. But I'm not gonna buy from you. I have no clue what you just told me. So, and that's how people, you can say the same message, but if you use certain words in a certain tone and the way you show up, then it's either a turn on or turn off. And that's how life works. Everything is communication and connection. And I'm very passionate about having real connections. And that's what I do in my retreats too. Like you have to step into your own power, be authentic self, and then connect from your soul and heart to another human being and try to understand what they need and what they want and what they're looking for and how they hear your message. It's the same message, but freaking change it so they can hear you. <laughs> right. Right. No, for sure. And I think that we have to be open by asking the right questions. You know, we always say the right questions are the answers for people as well. And um, you know, but what would you, what's your, what would be your final tip for everybody on leadership and stepping up into your leadership? Because I think the word is, I don't know, it's kind of passed around in, like if I were to sum up leadership for me, it's just about doing the right thing. You yeah. know, about just do the right thing every every day of your life. What would you, if you were to sum up leadership and what leadership means to you, what would you say that that is? And what action can they take to step up as a leader? I think showing up every single day, no matter what, like we all have good days and bad days and not being too good enough to to talk to people. Because you never know what the impact is. And you never know what, what the impact you have on that person, how you change their life. I always say if it was just one, with my Facebook live or my post or one phone call or one Zoom, I can just impact one person's life by giving a powerful message or just listening. I think leaders also should learn to listen more and not always talk. It's not about talking. It's about listening let them talk, let them share. And you have them in the palm of your hand because people don't listen anymore. I think that's the people are just so full of themselves and the world goes so fast that like, when you just sit down and listen, you, you have somebody right in the palm of your hands because that is so rare that now yeah. they're gonna be your best friend. And I think it's a combination of many things. Leadership is not something, but I think being open to to talk to anyone and stay humble in the process i think that's the most sexy thing there is in my opinion <laughs> i yeah i agree well yeah it's funny because i was my son was just here for a couple of days he's been living in puerto rico i'm not puerto rico um costa rica and we were talking about he goes you know mom i'm so grateful you you always talk to everybody you know like everybody I go well i never know what i'm gonna learn from that person right and he goes i'm really glad like a lot of my friends don't even know how to talk to people now because they're on text all the time and they're on social media they don't know how to have a conversation and uh so we were just talking about it. he's like i'm so glad like i i i that i went on the road with you and i saw you have conversations with people with regards to that what are you most excited about right now in your life what it's the projects you're working on or or just what is 
or being home with your family? What is, what is so it that you're- So many things happening in our life. Like it's, it's like this past year has been like a roller coaster in a, in a positive way, right? So of course, Kai is of course, one of the things I'm most excited about to see that little man grow and just his, see the world through his eyes, how he's developing and seeing things and his ahas. I think that's a very precious thing. And I'm happy that I can experience it in this lifetime. And so I'm thankful for Sherry for pushing hard on that <laughs> to make that happen, to have a family. And you guys worked hard. Like, I mean, you know, I think that that's, I mean, you went through a lot of ups and downs, right? And so some no, it's, it's for sure, it's two women. It's for sure a project. And then being Sherry 48, I'm 46, like it's the age against you. And then finding the right sperm donor and then, you know, pregnant and losing twins and then start all over. It's an emotional roller coaster. It's not an accident for sure. And we all know that. So it's, it's very, it's, it's chosen by heart and soul uh, to have a child. And you, it'd be invested three, four years to, to have him, right? So it is very important. I think it's where we're most excited about is him. And in the business, we're just growing so much in the network marketing industry right now with great alliances and relationship with basically corporate network marketing. And then a lot of the top leaders, who of course, inviting us for webinars and be getting invited again to speak at conventions. And it's just amazing to see that people actually see the value we add to the industry with our technology and our tools. And that it is different. And I think the world is- Like when so everybody went crazy when you came to the event that I put on? Like how crazy? Yeah, that was just- How awesome crazy. was that? That was crazy. Yeah, <laughs> that was awesome. Right? But that is how people- I think the more awesome, I think what's more awesome is that people go, oh my God, I get it. And it just makes so much sense. Like people going, could it really be that simple to break it down, to be able to help people could, could my relationships with, you know, um, an intimate relationship really be better by understanding that? Yes. yes. Right? I just love everything about bank. I love, but more what I love more is, is just who you and Sherry are and what you stand for in the world. I, I adore you both. Just my final question to you is what is it that, what's one thing that you do to stay true to yourself every day? Uh, most important is I, I take Esther time, meaning I go to the beach at 7 a.m. with Polo and do a nice beach walk and play with her. And I stare at the ocean and I talk to the dolphins and many times they just come pop up and say hi. Um, I think that's the one of the most important things. I like to draw cards to get, you know, some inspiration, motivation for the day. And sometimes at the end of the day, if the message for that day or for the next day, like I just, um, and I share and I always have this, you know, in the evening, we really have quality time together. When Kai goes to bed, then thereafter, it's time for us. And we always share the three things we're grateful for of that day. And sometimes it's just, you know, the smile of Kai or, you know, the sun was shining or a great call with a company or some of our friends that reached out or it, it can be something very simple to something really big, but we always share each three things we're grateful for. And I think when you can live in gratitude, even in hard times, then things will come to you because if you, that's what I said, if you can celebrate other people's wins, like in, in not just personal, like everybody, the same on Facebook, everybody will get 500 comments when we post something about Kai. And then we post something about that we partnered with Zoom or that we uh, are speaking at a convention or something. And then like three comments and it's like crickets. Like what the hell is wrong with you? I, I it's funny I, I always use this example so I apologize for anybody that's on the podcast that, that's heard this again I'm just going to share it again was 
I remember when I wrote my first book, The Greatest Love, the parent, the book that I wrote for moms, right? And I was so excited. I mean, it was picked up by a major publisher and I'm like freaking crazy, right? And I was, and I, I remember sitting to Bob, I'm like, Bob, I don't get it. Like there was no Facebook back then. That was 20, 20 something years ago. But I said, I don't get it. I said, why are people excited for me? Like I would be freaking so excited for my friend if something great happened. And he goes, Lauren, it's not that they're excited. They're not excited for you. They're afraid you're going to leave them behind and you're going to find a new group of friends or people that are going to be more, you know, that the, the old wound is going to come up that they're not enough. Right. Yeah. And it's so funny because like I posted something on Facebook about the girl who started Tinder and then something happened and then she ended up going and creating Bumble and, um, and I was like, okay. I didn't know this girl, everybody, whatever. I got like 900 likes. Yeah, I saw I'm it. Like, <laughs> well, like 900 likes. I go and like, you're not, you know, like what about like all of these cool things that I got going on? Like, why isn't anybody excited about that? Right? Like we take it. So, <laughs> so I don't know, maybe we need to start a new Bumble and um, Tinder and just don't tell Sherry or, or Z about it. And then maybe we'll get. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, let's, oh. let's do a Tinder based on Bankos. <laughs> I like that. I actually like it. So maybe we just created a new company. Anyway, it has been a problem. Wait, wait, how can we find lady, out more about- what, Wait, how, did, how, did you know the lady you posted about or was it just random? No. Or just inspiration? No, it was an inspiration. And I'm like, really? Like, I mean, this is fabulous. Okay, great. But why can't we be excited for each other like that? That to me, and I know for you, that, that's my mission on the highest level that you can celebrate other people's wins and be authentic, happy for them. And not be like, I wish I had, oh, they're lucky. They have it all. Like, it's so easy for them. Like, it's not. <laughs> no, it's not. Like, I'm sitting here prepping for this event and like, I've seen it over and over again. They've changed it like 10 times. And, and I'm like, oh my God. Like, and then like, when you come out and you're like, it's kind of like preparing Thanksgiving dinner, right? Like you prep and you prep and you prep and you study and you watch videos and you do this and you do that and you go back and forth. And then you, and what happens where like you cook and then it's like, it takes you hours and then everybody eats it like within, you know, 30 yes. minutes. You're like, wait, wait, slow down. It took me so long to put it together, <laughs> right? So, um, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, right? So how can people find out about you and all that you've got going on? And then um, I'll let you go. They can find me on social media, Esther Goldenberg, very simple. There are not that many out there and for sure not like me. <laughs> and um, codebreakertech.com is our website. That's where you can find me too. Well, I love you both um, and Kai, and I can't wait to meet him in a couple months. And I uh, can't wait to see you guys as well. Just as much as I want to meet Kai, I can't wait to see you and I'm really you automatically going to see us too. <laughs> I just really acknowledge you. You and you both inspire me so very much, but it's true, Esther. I'm, it, when, when you, when you walk in, your energy is just so real. Um, I love being around you. I look forward to anytime I have the opportunity to talk with you or FaceTime you. And um, I'm grateful to call you both dear friends of mine and i can't i'm excited to share you with the world too so it's totally likewise i love you and thank you for being one of those people that actually picks up the phone and calls because i really appreciated your phone call and reaching out and just have a nice talk it's very rare these days so 
I really appreciate well, you're it. You're going on the list to call each week. So you better watch out because it's happening now that I know. All right. Okay. I will have the phone no matter what. <laughs> love bye you, bye. love. I love you too. Bye. Bye-bye. How awesome was today? Make sure you subscribe to the podcast and invite your friends to join as well. I'm here for you with fabulous content, great guests, and lots of giveaways. To learn more of how I have taken what I've learned, applied it to my life, helped others find their true voice, text TRUE to 26786, which will give you my top tune-ups and a complimentary 15-minute discovery call with one of our coaches. And remember, keep in touch with me on Instagram at I am Lauren Lahav, Facebook Lauren Lahav Official, Clubhouse Lauren Lahav. Make sure you text TRUE, T-R-U-E, to 26786. Text TRUE, T-R-U-E, to 26786. And remember to always stay true to the amazing person you are.